I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that commission-free trading is the norm, it's time to rethink how we define value. Value is more than a price tag. It's the confidence of knowing you have a team of traders on standby to answer any question. It's Thinkorswim's charting and analysis tools. And it's a personalized education to fine-tune your skills. Value is becoming smarter with every commission-free online equity trade. Discover true value with TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Hi everybody, Stetton here. Just a quick super fast disclaimer before the show begins. This week's episode, we did it an amazing interview with Mecca Wolf. Mecca Wolf does not live in this country. He lives down in Mexico. There's a pretty significant time difference. Uh, given that, uh, when he decided to do the interview with us, he also has a packed schedule. So the beginning of the interview, he's at the gym. He just finished his workout and during our interview, he walks from the gym to a different location where we continue the interview, but it lasts the whole time. So there is a lot of background noise. So up until minute 18, it's a little noisy. And then after that, it uh, it's easy to listen to. I'm only saying that because if you're listening and you happen to get frustrated, keep listening, stand fast. At minute 18, we keep talking. And this is a special episode. It's one of my favorites. It's a great recording. Mecca Wolf's uh, a great performer. And uh, from this interview, you'll see that he's a great guy and we appreciate that he gave us the interview and we appreciate you for listening so that is it that is all i wanted to say thank you share subscribe tell people about us that's it man have a good listen freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling episode 124 sign of the wolf sign of the wolf with the one the only motherfucking mecca wolf what's going on brother hey you have a good voice for a death metal man <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta check out that handsome prick man i tried telling you we're bringing man, been, i gotta i gotta like add more music to my playlist i've been like i'm one of those i'm like young but I'm I'm the same way, man. I very rarely do I get like my drummer will show me a band that he's pretty much the only guy I find like new shit that I actually dig. And most of the time it's just like old shit <laughs> that yeah. nobody's ever heard of, you know? Yeah. So how's everything going? Where are you at? Down in Tijuana? Yeah, we're down in Mexico right now. Um I fly out um, Saturday, Denver for a show, but I've been here for about a year living here. I love it. I feel like if I would have been living in the States during the pandemic, I probably would have jumped out of the window, you know, like, uh, yeah. everything here is like so relaxed, so much cheaper too. So um, the rings are open everywhere because as you know, you know, Lucha Libre is pretty much like a religion. So yes. um, all rings are pretty much open. And if you can't find a ring that's open, somebody has a gym. 
or if somebody has a ring, you know, under the radar that you could go train. So it's really cool being down here, man, honestly. I've been there a couple times. Uh, I played down there once uh, with my old band, Decrypt, and about five years ago, we were down there with uh, my other band, Moistened Disciples. Uh, I think both times we hit up uh, the Yucatan. So it was yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, Yucatan is pretty dope, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, man, dude, speaking of the pandemic and all that shit, I mean, so, like, down there, just like you're saying, it hasn't really... Like, what, what is the atmosphere like down there? I mean, I know you're saying it's chill. Can you elaborate a little more on that? Well, um, at first, you know, Mexicans, they don't give a shit about things. <laughs> so at yeah. first, they just, they just kind of, like, took it as a joke. And, mm. and here, it's like, with Hispanic people, you either are, like, you don't give a fuck or you're just overly careful. So at first, you know, everybody was like, just being so, like, terrified and so paranoid. I mean, not at first, like, at first, everybody was partying, everybody's going partying, everybody's going out, everybody's drinking, like, nothing happened. And then once numbers started, like, skyrocketing, that's when everything just, everything shut down, everybody was ultra paranoid. Um, and now they're, like, taking every measurement in the book to make sure that everybody's safe, um, which I really appreciate, but it took them a little bit, you know, Right now, it's cool because everything's open, but there's obviously like, social distancing rules and everything like that. But like at first, like I said, it was like this free-for-all, you know, or you see people in the streets, like you see people partying. And the funniest thing about it is like, they have kind of like a strike just for them to open up bars. So people just drink, they're like maniacs. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, out of all the things that we just strike, you know, like they just want up the bars open, that's it. You know, so right. party. But um, right now it's like everything's being done by the book, how it should be. And, I, you know, at first, like I said, it was crazy. And like now they really like are taking care of people and making sure everything's good. So it, it's one of those things where like at first I was like, man, like I could probably get sick by just leaving my house in an Uber or something. And now I don't have that. Right. That fear or that worry because everybody, everything's being taken care of. Especially like right now, I'm at the gym. Like here, once you come in the gym, they double check your temperature. You gotta bring two towels. You gotta clean. You gotta clean the equipment before and after you use it. Um, and then there's like a limit of how many people could come in. Um, you have to call and schedule what time you're gonna come. Otherwise, you can't just show up. Uh, but other than that, man, like I, I, I really think complaining it's, it's been pretty good being here. Um, if I would have, like I said earlier, before we jumped into the interview, if I would have been in the States during this, I probably would have jumped out of the window because it's just completely crazy in the States. Like, people don't care. It's always here, like, chaos here. You know, people, people are like, being, like, they're really taking care of each other, which I really appreciate because that makes me feel safe and makes me feel safe. So, is, uh, Triple A and CMLL, are they doing any kind of shows down there or have they? Actually, uh, CMLL just started doing shows at Arena Mexico a couple of weeks ago, I believe, but just no crowd. Triple A is going to start doing um, Auto Luchas, which is basically like driving Lucha Libre. Nice. Um, And then this week, we were supposed to have one of those Auto Luchas but they didn't have all the permits. This company here that actually works with AAA, they didn't have all the permits. 
So they have to cancel it. They have three shows and they have to cancel it because right now the government is on everybody. Right. So again, it's like one of those things where it's like really cool that they're making sure that everything's like under control, but at the same time it sucks because you want to work so bad, but you know, you have to do what you gotta do because you have to you have to test every wrestler and just the test is fifteen hundred pesos, so it's like seventy-five dollars. Mm. Multiply that by like twenty wrestlers, you know, the promoter's taking a hit before the show even starts. Yeah. So it, it's, it's you know, it's pretty crazy, but they're making sure everything's under control. So I really appreciate that in a way. But it sucks because you want to work so bad. Right. And speaking of working, man. I mean, you've been all over the motherfucking place during your career, dude. I mean, you've wrestled legends, dude. You know, going back to Rey Mysterio, um, shit, and the list goes on and on. Who would you say was one of those matches that you had where, just as a fan, you're like, holy fuck, like, this is happening? Um, when I wrestled Jeff Hardy, it was like, yeah. of, and I wrestled Jeff, and, you know, he was sober. You know, he was sober. Sober as a bird, and to me, it was a big honor that he showed up to that match over because at the time he had a, he was battling a lot of demons. And was that T, was he in TNA at that time? Um, at the time, I believe he was just about to leave TNA, about okay. to go back to WWE. And right. it was like one of those things where like it was a big honor for me because I, I did it in front of my people in Puerto Rico. Like he painted my face like this. Oh. Uh, I was the biggest Jeff Hardy fan. First gear, which is fishnet t-shirts and face paints like his, you know. He stole that fishnets from Danzig, man. <laughs> yeah, like I was like 115 pounds, you know, and like I wanted to be Jeff Hardy so bad, and like for me to be able to work him in front of my people was like it was a huge honor. And we had a killer match. Like I pushed him, you know what I mean? Like I pushed him, and like he told me, and man, like you made me blown up. Like you made me blow up in a couple spots there and like it was like a big honor because as a little kid that watched wrestling like i wanted to just just meet him you know what i mean just have the chance to meet him and when i had the chance not only to meet him but to work him in front of my people and like to have a good match with him it was like a big honor because dude like you know when you're growing up there's certain wrestlers that you want to meet like everybody tells you don't meet your heroes because you might be disappointed but he was like my hero, and, and man, like, he's been nothing but nice to me. Him and his brother both were nothing but nice to me. When I wrestled Rey Mysterio, man, like, that's one of the people that, I don't care who you are, you can't say anything bad about that man. Dude. He's such a good person. And I wrestled Ray, and I wrestled him in PR, and after our match, he beat me, and, like, we wrestled in front of, like, 5,000 people, and like, he cut a speech, and, like, he put me, like, super over in that speech. I wanted, like, to cry so bad because... I grew up with these guys' posters on my wall, you know, and then yeah. I end up, fast forward 15, 16 years later down the line, I end up in the ring with them in front of my, from, not my hometown, but my island, you know, with a bunch of my friends. So it, it was a big honor, and it's like one of those things, like, you would have told me when I started wrestling at 15 years old, hey, you're going to wrestle your party, you're going to wrestle Ring Stereo, I'll be like, do you see me? <laughs> right. So like it's it's like a big honor for me and it was like a huge deal. And again, those are two of the guys that no matter where they're no matter where I, I stand and no matter where I go, I will always say nothing but good things about them because they've been nothing but good to me and like they had no business helping me out and they did. You know, so that means a lot. And that's awesome. I mean uh and 
you know, as we all are aware, except for maybe Sren, because he's a stupid fucking idiot. Uh, dude, there's a lot of assholes in the business. There's a lot of guys that have their own agenda, and they and it, it's kind of stupid because it's it's protecting the business, it's taking care of it, passing on knowledge, or you know, giving um, good constructive criticism, you know, to whoever you're working that night. And so, like, for a guy to be a douchebag like that, I mean, it's very common. You know, I've seen some of it uh, go on backstage. I'm, I'm sure you have as well, you know, and it just, to me, it doesn't have any place in fucking wrestling or just anywhere in the world, you know? We gotta fucking weed those people out. When you wrestled Ray, was that uh, for the World Wrestling Council? Yep, yep. Fuck yeah. So that's still, what about over there? I actually wrestled him like three times, but the first time I wrestled him was like just one-on-one. So to me, it was like, dude, you know, like, we were the main event, you know, like, fucking sold out arena, like, that's crazy, you know? Dude, that's fucking nuts. Like, you ever just kick back and, like, watch those matches and sit there and just be like, Oh, dude, all the time, man. Yeah, motherfucker. And then I'm one of those guys, I'm like, man, I could have had this, I could have done this. been anybody you've been in the ring with that was just like either absolutely like too green or just kind of went in the business for themselves so you're kind of like man fuck this guy um when i first came into triple a um there was this guy who i will mention because i don't want to put him yeah. over <laughs> but like this guy like was trying to beat me up and i remember just a flashback on my training saying if you act like a bitch you're gonna meet somebody today. And dude, the second he hit me too hard, I just ball my fist up. Whoa! Right him out. Knocked him out. Knocked him out. And then it was like a three-on-three match. And then he ended up like in the back, like he was like trying to like hop and pop at me. I was like, dude, you're not gonna punch me out, dude. And fast forward years and years later, he ended up nowhere. And then I ended up wherever I'm at, you know. So that just goes to show you like you never know where you're gonna end up in the world. So don't be a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No I shit. wasn't. I wasn't gonna let him punch me out, especially on my first match. Dude, you know, because if I let it happen once, it's like when you're in jail. And, and you know that. And you remember the movie Half Baked? Like, when oh yeah. Oh yeah. tries to take the fruit. <laughs> I want some cocktail. And he's like, fruit. <laughs> and he's like, well, like, I, I don't want to give you my fruit cocktail because I'm not. I wouldn't be getting all my vitamins, you know. And that's what I thought. I was like, I'm not going to be this guy's bitch. I, he ain't getting my fruit cocktail. Not today, bro. Right. I just bawled my fist over. I'm fucking beckoning him crazy. Not Dude, I mean, I'm telling you, and that's, uh, that's the reality of it. I mean, that's that just like street life mentality. I mean, I'm the same way, dude. Like, I'll be damned if a motherfucker comes up to me, and even if it's just on the job somewhere. And unfortunately, I've done it. It's cost me jobs. But motherfucker, run his mouth, dude. You, you can only take so much before you got to lay him out, you know? And that's the thing, man. Like, I'm, dude, I will give the shirt on my back to anybody, but don't try to punch me out. Not on my first match, you know? Yes. Yeah. I've been wrestling 18 years. You know I mean? Like, I'm not going to allow that to happen. You know I mean? like, Fuck no. And we were having such a great match. Like, it was a three match. 
And this guy, he was trying to go for the business and stuff. It's, I don't know if it's all the new guy. And, and I get it. But whenever I dress some new guys and other companies that I've been on top, we do everything in our power to make sure they look good so the people believe in them. You know what I mean? That's for damn sure, brother. <clears throat> so you mentioned wrestling for 18 years, and I kind of read or seen something somewhere online this year. Is this your last year wrestling? Well, man, when this whole speaking out movement stuff came out, uh, you got to understand that you've been wrestling for 18 years and you've been busting your ass and doing everything in your power to get ahead. And then you see shitty people that are like just terrible, disgusting human beings get all the opportunities, get all the money, and get all the praise for work that you've been doing for 18 years. It's really frustrating. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to just only dedicate to my band before I end up beating the shit out of somebody at a show. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like, Fans or anything. I'm talking about like one of these people. You know what I mean, that got called out because I knew how shitty they were, and I, I knew the shitty things that they were doing. But it's one of those things where you can go to promote and be like, "Hey, this guy's being a shitty person." Fuck me, because they're not gonna believe me. I mean, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's just trying to dump for this guy's spot." He so, wasn't a famous dick wrestler, was he? Oh man, it's a huge piece of shit, and I don't care, you know what I mean? Because like, this guy used to hit me up and be on my DMs all the time to be like, hey, how can I get in the crash? How can I get in the crash? We got him to the crash, yeah. and then we're like, hey, dude, where's our favorite back? Why can't you get us some bar rest? Never even asked him my emails. Really? Like, dude, you know, like, that's like a super piece of shit move. And then, like, when you see guys like that get opportunities, it just not only breaks your heart, but it, it makes you so fucking angry. Because I worked so hard, dude, like, for so many years. I'm at the gym training seven days a week. I'm in the ring fucking room three times a week. I'm eating right. I'm doing what I got to do. But a fucking pedophile gets all the opportunities. A yeah. rapist gets all the opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And granted, I've done I've done bad things in my life, but I've never done shit like that. And I've worked so hard just to get to where I'm at, to see people like that get the opportunities. That not only I deserve, but my partner. Right? Yeah, bestia, bestia. And, and like that, that's a guy that should be on years ago. He's, dude, he's fucking awesome. I seen him, him and Matt Warner rip it up in MLW, dude. dude. He's like one of the best fuckers out there. He's the son of a fucking legend. Yes, he, he is. Get those opportunities that fucking pedophiles and rapists get because of their blood bodies or whoever, and this and this and that. You know, it's like one of those things when you go back to the way you ask we're in a business where, like, if your friend is a friend of somebody, they're good enough to be in a card. Not because they're good, because they're friends with somebody. And I believe that's bullshit, and I think it's so unfair. So, like, I was like, dude, I need to get the hell out of here for a little bit before I, I, I do something bad. So I just pour all those bad thoughts on paper, on a guitar, and now I go and I write songs. And I just needed that break because... I know sooner or later somebody's gonna book those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like people don't, some people don't care. Some people will book them, regardless of how shitty they are. Yeah. And that's just so heartbreaking about this business because it's like you can work super hard for for decades, but shitty people will get the opportunity. Yeah, I, and, and that dude, sucks. Really that sucks. really goes. 
it's really the same thing like in Hollywood where they're busting out all them fuckers like uh, with the Weinsteins and, you know, yep. whoever else. It's it's the entertainment business as a whole. You have these people who, you know, they get money, it goes to their head, and then all of a sudden they go back to like, they think they're fucking the Romans where it's cool to fucking yep. rape people and do all this fucking shit. Like, it, and they it's, think it's not going to go out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're empowered, because they have power, they think, oh, and, and nobody's ever going to find out. But people do find out. When they find out, that's when the real shit happens. And to yeah. me, I was like, man, one, I didn't want to be part of a business that had shitty people like that. And two, two, I didn't want to be part of a business that would allow stuff like that happen, and then guys that deserve the opportunity didn't get them. So I needed to just take a break. And now I'm at a better mental place where I could just go ahead and, and, and just work and not have a problem with it. Because now I know that our locker rooms are clean of that type of people. So, so you're saying that 2020 is not the end of Mecca Wolf as we know it. Man, like, and that's another thing, too, because in a way, you know, like if you think about it, when you're tagging with somebody, it's like you're in a marriage. So yeah. it was kind of like selfish of me to to do that without consulting with my partner mm-hmm. or without like talking to him about it first. It was like one of those things that I woke up one morning. I told my girlfriend, my like, babe, I'm done. And it was just, I just woke up in a bad mood. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Screw all these people. I got to get the hell out of here. I got to take a break. And finally me and my partner sit down and we had a conversation. It's like, well, if you think about it again, like we're marriage, you know, we're a wrestling yeah. marriage. Oh, yeah. So wherever he goes, I go. Wherever I go, he goes. If you're a good so, tag team, you are. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let's The, the business is clean now, cleaner. Mm. So let's see, what, let's, let's see where we could get, you know, together. Let's do this together. So, so what's we order new gear, you know, so. Yeah, you guys do. I've seen your promo. I've seen your fucking promo picks. You guys, I mean, that's a killer tandem. I mean, you and uh, Bat... Bastia, dude, like I said, MLW, man, that's a huge, in Cicero, dude, it's huge Latino community, huge Lucha oh, yeah. community. Yeah. It is fucking awesome. We were there, dude. They had the horns going, the fucking drums. I might try to show one guy, do some blast beats and shit, you know, like, <laughs> get this shit fucking popping off right. Um, God damn, it's just, it's so cool. Have So, I mean, I don't know if this was probably, what, last year, I think, when they did their first pay-per-view. How long have you guys been tagging? Um, we've been tagging for about almost four years. Okay. Almost four years. Yep. Court Bauer never fucking hit you up or anything? Like, hey, man. Well, we did one show, um, here in Tijuana when Mm -hmm. MLW came to Tijuana and, uh, we tagged with LA Park versus, uh, the Contra unit. And, uh, it's like one of those things again, man, like. Politics, you think? It's politics, you know, like some people like you, some people don't like you because so-and-so says something about you and it might not be true but they're gonna believe that so it's like one of those things you know it it could it could be it could be one thing it could be another but at the end of the day the owner of the company has to say yeah and if he doesn't like you for whatever reason you're not gonna get in and i'm not gonna beg either so you know right well, one place we know you're going to get in in the Chicagoland area is uh, Galley Lucha, which is where Sretton uh, saw you last year. Um, oh, yeah. You, uh, in the, the pre-show, the pre-fi, whatever you want to call that, before we went on air here, you were talking about how you're going to be returning to Chicago uh, to be performing for Galley Lucha again in October, right? 
Yes, sir. We'll be there next month. I believe it's the 15th. We'll be out there. 15 or the 18th, we'll be out there. Is it you and Bessia or just you? It's just me this time. Um, I was trying to get him on, but, you know, the budget is really low right now because right. what's going on with the world. So, you know, the budget's super tight, so he, he only had enough to bring me in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully next time it'll be me and Bessia. We're trying to get booked more um, together. We're actually going to the UK, back to the UK next year together. Um, we got a we got a few dates. Uh, we got a date coming up in Atlanta in October as well together. Um, we got a few dates here in Mexico pending that we're going to be doing together. Next year is going to be more tag team based of me and Bestia, and I'm really happy about it. Um, last week we had a show in Vegas that we tagged into. So it's, it's, you know, considering everything that's going on in the world, uh, slowly but surely, everything's like moving, moving along and it's, and it's going to the right direction. Fuck yeah. Too bad the Lucha Bros are fucking tied up with AEW, man. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were actually their last match in the Indies um, for the crash. Nice. Yeah. That cra- that's Conan. Is that Conan's actual company or is he just run shit there? Uh, no, no, he used to book it a few years ago. It's been like about three years. Has it been that long? He, yeah, it's been that long, yeah. Damn, um, Juice is out of touch. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's been a few years. He Right now, he runs uh, AAA, and he helps out with EMW down here in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Well, And they're the rival fed for the crash. So if you work for one, you know how it is in wrestling. You can't work for the other one. So Conan's been, been running that for, for like a few years since he left Crash, pretty much. Michael Wolf, I want to ask you a quick question here, because um, you know you're you're in Mexico now, from Puerto Rico. You you wrestled out there. What is the climate like? Like the difference um, between like the wrestling culture, but between Puerto Rico and Mexico. I mean, because they both have a rich history of wrestling, but there's got to be some kind of like at least subtle differences between the two. Um, it's a ton of differences. Um, here it's more like more wrestling based than storyline based mm-hmm. Puerto Rico is very uh, soap opera based like they they're all about you know the storyline that goes into the big match everything mm-hmm. that 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 leads into the big match so people um, are more focused on that than the matches themselves mm-hmm. they try to draw you by the storyline here in Mexico they don't really care if you can speak on the mic they don't care how cool the storyline is. They just want to see motherfuckers fly all over the place and have badass matches. You know what yeah. I mean? Like um, here, it's more like a religion where people respect the wrestler and whatever you go and they know you're a wrestler, you get special treatment in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. It's almost like Nacho Libre. Almost, in Puerto Rico, it's almost like they don't give a shit. Like you're just, you're just a clown to them, you know? Really? And in, in order for them to respect you, you have to be huge. Um, right. That's like one of the biggest differences. And in PR, a lot of people treat it as a hobby. As in here in Mexico, it's a job. It's a generational job. So if I'm a wrestler and I have two sons, they're probably going to wrestle. Yeah. And, the, and, and my grandchildren are probably going to wrestle and so on and on and on. Because here it's like not only a job, it's literally like a religion and people yeah. really respect it. I fucking so love it, it, man. I love that. It's it's one of those things where, where like you can see it as soon as you come to Mexico, you can see that big difference in in in, in the culture. 
that it's part of Lucha Libre is part of the culture. It's like going to church on Sundays, you'll see a whole family of 20 people at a Lucha Libre show. That's how yeah. big it is. And Puerto Rico, yeah. like, they don't, in order to draw, you have to have a huge storyline that involves people's feelings and emotions. People really like to get invested into the storyline in PR. That's a big difference. When you're in Mexico, they don't really care. Like, you could have a storyline, but at the end of the day, they're more focused on what's going to happen in the Rangers than the actual storyline. I always remember that uh, in Nacho Libre. I don't know if you ever seen that shit. It's a silly ass fucking movie, Jack Black. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> dude, you had a who was it? it was Silver King, one that played Ramses. I remember him like getting out, and uh, Jack Black's just like, yo, oh, he's like mesmerized. He's like, to get all the goodies. <laughs> and that's close. <laughs> I was just watching that the other day, man. I. I just I love that that it is a culture down there, man. Like I I wish it was like that up here in America, but it seems like the people that really get sick with it like that in America to me always just seem to be like the trashiest people, unfortunately, for the most part. And it's like, God damn it. But like I mean, dude, the the culture for Lucha Libre in Mexico is just it is one of those amazing things in the world, in my opinion, that it's just like you said, dude, to pass it on from you know, relative or whether it's father to son and grandfather and, or, you know, as in Ray Mysterio's case, who took on his uncle's persona, you know? Yep. Yep. And actually you'll still see his uncle like around here in TJ. He's mm-hmm. in a wheelchair now, but he's still fucking jacked as fuck. And yeah, he did people, a movie. They don't care. Dude, they don't care if they can walk or not. They'll stay in shape. You know what I mean? Like that's another thing. Like they're really prideful here. They really care about how they look. They really care about what they're going to do out there. So they take it really seriously. So you'll see wrestlers be 50, 60 in amazing shape, or they might not look like they're in shape, but they'll get in the ring and they'll school you. You know what I mean? Because it's in their blood. It's literally like second nature to them. You know, and that's like one of the things that I really respect about Lucha Libre too, because when you go and you go train, and you even if you're just warming up with the students and it's people that don't know much, they know more than the average wrestler. You know what I mean? And and it's really impressive to see, like, just warming up, just warming up, just doing, like, anything in the ring. Dude, you'll see guys doing backflips. The, even the, the the fattest guy or the most out-of-shape guy. Dude, LaParca's still kicking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's so surprising to see that stuff. And, and you could and you could tell because it's just dedication. They're really hungry people. They're really prideful. They take it seriously. Because if you're not doing it right, there's going to be somebody else that's going to be doing it right. And if you're not doing it right, they're going to call you out. So um, it's, it's to me, it's like a, an honor being here because it put my mindset in a whole different level. You know what I mean? It, it made me really reevaluate who I am as a wrestler and as a performer. That's awesome, man. And I, I, I would think that the people down there with uh... – I guess you could call it the the pageantry or the image of your character, the character Mecha Wolf, which to me is fucking awesome, dude. And that's I I, I love that you're coming up here for Chicago in October because, dude, I'm a huge you know you're a Misfits Danzig guy. I mean, you got to be all about Halloween. I'm all about Halloween, dude. Like oh, yeah, have dude. Mecha Wolf <laughs> around, you know, during that time, like that's the fucking shit. But I I would imagine down there with your look and the way you go in the ring and dude, and you're fucking jacked. Like they gotta be fucking eating that shit up down there, right? 
Well, yeah, man. It, it was one of those things where I needed to do something with my character in order to connect with the people because I I knew it was good in the ring. I was good enough in the ring to perform with these people, but I needed like the extra spark in order to step into the next level, as you would say. And I think what made me step into the next level was that change of character, that change of gimmick, just being different, trying to be different. Um, but it seems a little maybe more to who you truly are, you know, like yes, I was saying wrestling, yep. it's, you know, your character, your gimmick is the best ones are yourself, you know, amped up times a yeah, million. Yeah, that's five. literally, that's literally what we did, man. Like I, I was like, I like Game of Thrones. I like Wolves. I like the Terminator. I like Berserk, the anime. So I grab all those things and I like threw it in a blender. And I was like, okay, this is the character. This is what's going to work. Let's go with it. And the name was given to me actually by Sammy Callahan. Sammy nice. Callahan literally just took my phone one day. He asked me to borrow my phone and I just gave it to him. And he just sent himself a bunch of my pictures, went and changed all my social media to the Mecha Wolf. Because he just kept bugging me for like three weeks. He's like, dude, you look like a werewolf. You look like a machine. You're, you're like a Mecha Wolf. You're like the Mecha Wolf. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just change your name. Just change your name. And he just kept bugging me about it. And finally, like one day, he like flips his computer. He's like, what do you think? He had made like a whole banner, changed my Twitter, changed my Instagram. I was like, dude, this is, this is cool. Let's just fucking go with it. And I did. And man, I, I never looked back. And I think it was like one of the best decisions I made because it comes from the heart and it also connects to people. So I don't have to fake it. It's right. just something that just comes out. And it feels, it feels cool, man. It feels really cool. Oh, for sure, man. Like I said, I mean, Threaten was drawn in by your, your ring work. And, uh, you know, he had mentioned you, um, and that's kind of how I found out about you. And then looking out on social media, I'm like, man, this motherfucker right here, dude, like he's into all this shit. I was like, dude, yeah. we can rip it up and have a good time, man. Um, and he's a fucking badass wrestler. Like, that's fucking amazing, man. And kind of a little segue into outside of the wrestling, which I think is cool, is that you also fucking, you play in a band. You got your own fucking band, man, um, yep. called Monster Wolf. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, it's something that I, when I, before I got into wrestling, I had, I had a band. I was a roadie for a lot of bands in the local scene in Puerto Rico. So it's like something I wanted to do for years. And finally, when I had the chance to do it, I actually met some of my bandmates or I call them hired gunmen because that's technically what they are. They just they just recorded on the on the EP. I met them at a Doyle concert, and nice. if, man, this was crazy. Like I met Doyle through my attorney, who's also his attorney, who's also Alberto de Rio's attorney. But I met our attorney because of Masada, because he's also his attorney. That's how crazy wrestling is. Yeah. So one day he's like, hey, man, Doyle is going to play like a couple blocks away from your house. Go check him out. I was like, wait, Doyle from Misfits? I didn't even know he had a band. Yeah. So I went wow, and one of one of the bands that was opening for, for, for Doyle was Swift Knuckle Solution, this local punk rock band. And I met them and they kicked so much ass that night. I was like, you know what? I want to try to get a song from them. So finally me getting a song from them ended up we ended up recording a, a three-song EP. And then when I moved here to TJ, I was like, man, I don't have my guys anymore, so I kind of have to just do everything myself. So I bought a bass, I bought a few more guitars, and I was lucky enough to find a really good drummer here, and we've just been going at it. We've just been working on new music, and 
we'll be releasing a new song in October, and then we'll release we'll be releasing a mess. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. To cover for Halloween as well, obviously Halloween. Um, so it's like something I've been really passionate about. And when I had the chance to do it and use the little bit of a name that I had with wrestling to kind of piggyback off that, I was like, you know what, let's roll with it. Because a lot of people, if you think about it, man, a lot of people that are wrestling fans are into music or vice versa. And the ones that are not, you could get them into it. So I was like, you know what, man, I like the Misfits. I like fucking black metal. I like trash. Let me do something kind of like that and then see if it sticks. And um, luckily, um, the first three songs that we released did really well. Now the stuff that we're doing now is a little heavier, a little more on the trashy side. But I'm just really excited because it's like one of those things that I really wanted to do. And I feel like by having that as not a backup plan, but by having that as well, kind of like that ace under your sleeve, it takes my mind off all the crap that has to do with wrestling and just puts my mindset somewhere else. Um, and it's really good because I get to take out all that anger and all, all that frustration. I put it on a paper and, and that's it. You know what I mean? I don't have to go and beat the shit out of somebody in the show. <laughs> no, honestly, like, it's just really cool, man, because it puts your mentality in a completely different place. And I, I love music. I've always liked music. And it's just, a, it's an honor for me to be able to, to do both, you know? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I, I only, I never wrestled professionally. I only did uh three years of amateur, but, uh, I've been a huge wrestling fan since I was like five and I'm like fucking 38 now. Um, dude, I've been doing vocals for grindcore bands for past almost 20 years now, 15 to 20 years. Um, and it, dude, it, before we started this show, like a couple of years ago, I was like, I, I met people all over the, the country from touring and even going out to Mexico, we'd go to Yucatan and play. So many metalheads were into wrestling, dude. And, and it's cool because, and actually another guy, we shout to Bruiser Bodie, uh, one of our homies there usually joins us on the show. Um, I, you know, I met him and a lot of people like him that it's like, man, I'm here doing this metal shit. But when you, after you play, whatever you're winding down, you're kicking it and having some beers with guys, you start talking and, you know, feeling everybody out. And a lot of guys were all about wrestling, dude. And I was like, yeah, that's two of my favorite fucking like most important things that have really got me through some dark fucking periods of my life was like wrestling yeah. and fucking metal or just music in general. You know, I'm pretty yeah. all over the place, whether it's like jazz, blues, punk, you know, grindcore. I like I like very very little bit of black metal, but you know, I like some. Uh, it, it's just it, it's so cool when people like that can come together, man. And you look at guys like I mean, even Jericho, his band sucks. I mean, <laughs> I said it, whatever. I don't care. He hired Stuck Mojo. You remember those guys? Like, come on. 
Whatever. Uh, He's got a catchy song. He's doing. I'm sorry. The bus rock. <laughs> yeah, it's the Johnny Rock. We always call it like the wrestling rock shit, you know? It's like, that's been my main beef for a long time. Is like, why doesn't wrestling have some better fucking music, you know? Like, come yeah. on. You think about it, though. A lot of them don't. Like, Triple H lucked the fuck out by befriending Lemmy and getting some of the coolest theme music ever, dude, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, other than that, it's just like, Oh God, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, there's some terrible shit out there. <laughs> there. And you know what? You'd be shocked, man. There's like a couple of wrestlers that do both that have music, like Brody King. Like he has a band too. I think his his band is more like on the hardcore side. Yeah. Um, but there, you'll see like a couple of guys that have bands who have had bands before. But um, well, Schlack yeah, too. You're familiar with yeah. Schlack? Yep, yep, yep. We but played shows with his band. Yeah, man, I didn't want to go the same route that everybody else did. I was like, man, if people like it, they're going to like it. If not, I'm not going to fucking be fake, and I'm going to I'm not gonna throw something out there that I wouldn't listen to, and I'm not going to throw something out there that's not me. Yeah. It has to come from the heart. It has to be sincere, and it has to be something that I really love, and otherwise I wouldn't do it, you know? So that's that's why, but man, like, we've been working so hard on the new songs, and when it comes out, I think people are going to dig it, and I'm really pumped about it. Fuck yeah. I'm going to have to buy that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, real quick, though, your musical background, like, going back, like, what are what's some of the bands that you're really into, if you don't mind? So, growing up, man, um, I got into music when I was, like, heavy, heavy stuff when I was, like, about 12 years old, and I was hanging out with people who were, like, over 20, 21, you know. Mm-hmm. people in their 20s they were like just giving me handing down cassettes or like just mixtapes and stuff and um i was really into venom yeah i love yeah. venom i loved uh early metallica misfits obviously i love dancing since i was like a little kid um immortal just those bands like that that sound super raunchy and super dirty i was all about the lowest quality production obituary Fuck um, yeah, bitch. Do I play that, with the obituary? You know, um, I met sh- them in Mexico City at the airport. They're like super cool. Who? Um, Death? Uh, obituary. Oh, yeah, obituary? Yeah, yeah, dude. They're fucking. Yeah, uh, I don't care. <laughs> John Tardy, dude. Why don't you? Hell yeah, dude. Pull <laughs> the blood. But yeah, I like I like them a lot. I like Death, man. I like those bands that kind of have like a little hint of trash. Right. But we're still on like the death metal man. Like, honestly, like a lot of people are like, Oh, that started, um, death metal and stuff. But I consider them more like on the trash side too. Yeah. Cause if you really think about it, it's just like trash metal or just a death metal voice, honestly. But Hey, we're not going to get into that, but yeah, like misfits, Sam Hain, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that was like my jam when I was a little kid, not even cradle of filth, like the early albums, like mm-hmm. in principle, evil may flesh, like sounds like shit. It was a great fucking, Problem to me, I really <laughs> liked it. Um, creator, um, man, so many bands. Um, Testament, whoo, Cannibal Corpse. Um, Fuck yeah, I just like old stuff, you know what I mean? Like, re- like just any like early 90s, late 80s, like that's my jam, you know. Obviously, Black Sabbath, um, oh, yeah. with Aussie, um, just like stuff like that. That's like the stuff that really like is the core of my of my taste when it comes to like music like that's that's the stuff i really like and then recently in the last few years 
I got into, I discovered cancer slug. And then I became really good friends with Alex Story, who sings for Doyle. Right. And I was like, dude, where has this band been all my life? Because they've been playing for like 20 years. And they're like, literally the soundtrack of my life is that band. And um, a lot of people don't know about them, but a lot of people should know about them. So Cancer Slug is one of those bands that I've been listening to a lot more recently. Um, and as far as new stuff, I don't listen to any new stuff. So like, <laughs> I'm like a boomer. I like one of those old people. I just listen to the same albums over and over on repeat. Megadeth, obviously. Rust um, in peace, man. Lots of yeah. Polaris. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah dude yeah you know that's what i'm into that's like the old stuff you know that's the good that, shit though stuff. everything's like shit everything's, everything's so now, fucking manufactured like that anymore you know everything now no. is just like, and it's just like guys are just playing like one note with like one finger it's just like man like i don't know man i feel like people creating music now are just lazy and just try to be over super commercial so yeah for I like sure. the old stuff you know even if I don't know. A lot of people might not like it, but I like it. So fuck it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here trying to sell a million records. I'm just trying to satisfy myself. Yeah. So I don't have to bash someone's head in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, dude. Like, it's it's a release for me. I love getting up on that stage and, like, doing the shit we do. Holy fuck, dude. You know, it. There is, there's nothing like it, man. Um, I mean, I know there's... There's guys out there, and I know Schlack was doing it, and there's a few other dudes uh, when they're playing with their band. They're, like, stapling fucking dollars to themselves and shit. Yeah. Kind of bringing the gimmick in, which, yeah, that's cool for some people. It, it, I guess it's a cool visual because it looks, you know, but yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, I said, man, if you got to do that, there's got to be something wrong with your music. You know, you're compensating for something. I just, like, when we go out, dude, our shit's balls to the foot. Right? He's seen us. It's just balls to the wall, dude. I... I was a huge fan of fucking Henry Rollins growing up and dancing, but I love like my homage when we play live is I just wear like the, the black fucking uh, gym shorts, you know, like Rollins yeah. back in the day and just yeah. fucking go full force into it, dude. And, and you know what? Rollins isn't the greatest lead singer, but he has such a stage presence that dude, you knew that this guy could either beat the shit out of you yeah. or like beat the shit out of you and take your girlfriend home. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. knew this guy like, was legit and he wasn't the greatest singer like and that's like one of those things to me like the music needs to come from the heart and it needs to be sincere and when you're out there doesn't matter what you do you have to be able to connect with people like i remember i was at a at a cancer slug show and i was backstage and like i met one of the opening bands the pawns and he the, the lead singer he said hey man what do you think was that a good set i was like i didn't i barely watched you guys but i watched people and in wrestling, I was always told it doesn't matter what you do, it's how you make people feel. And yeah. when they were out there, fucking people were going nuts. I was like, dude, I don't care what you're singing, and I don't care if they know who you are, but they were into it, and that's all that matters. It don't matter what I think. What the people were feeling out there, they were feeling your music, and that's all that matters. So to me, that's like I'm, I'm one of the major things. You don't have to be super technical. You don't have to do all this crazy shit. As long as people are into it, man, they're gonna be into it, and they're gonna let you know. You know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. I seen. Uh, so you've met Danzig before, huh? Yeah, twice. <laughs> I drank with him too. He, well, he, he gave everybody like a shot of uh, sake as. Uh, movie after party so that was pretty cool oh yeah for the premiere i i I tell you what i love glenn but man i could not stomach past 15 minutes of uh what was it (laughs) veronica 
Oh my god, it was so was, fucking bad. And I, I like some so real shit horror times. movies, dude. Yeah, I like some yeah. real shit. I, I like Chud. If you ever seen fucking Chud, you know? No, I haven't. You know what's <laughs> crazy? Like I watched the very first the, the first time they premiered the movie, and it was about like poorly edited. It like it had glitches and stuff. Um, they literally were editing the movie on their way to the theater. So we saw it like super raw, like literally super raw, the longest times before the cuts, you know? And I was just laughing it up, dude, because I was like, man, like whatever, like who would have thought, you know, I would be in a theater in Chicago with a bunch of maniacs before like a Misfits show watching this movie. Oh, you went to the Chicago premiere, huh? Yeah, I went to the Chicago premiere and I went to the Misfits, um, OG Misfits in Chicago. Oh, I was there, dude, with fear? Yeah. Yep. Then I then I went to the to the premiere in L.A. as well. And that's when I actually because I met him backstage in Chicago, but it was very briefly. Um, and then I met him when I got to talk to him a little bit. That was like in the L.A. premiere. And that was really cool because there was like a bunch of wrestlers. X-Pac is in his movie. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. Like I actually took a couple of pictures with him, talked about some wrestling and bullshit like that. And um, he gave everybody like a shot of sake and then he ended up giving the bottle to someone else. And it was really cool, man. Cause you know, like as a kid, like, again, like going back to the Raymond Stereo thing, I was like, dude, I grew up like just watching this dude. You know what I mean? So it's like really cool to, to just get to experience that and, and, and seeing how laid back and how chill he was. And that same year I got to meet Jerry and that same year I got to meet Doyle and then Doyle, gave me permission to use abominator as my entrance song and then they like sent me like a care package with a bunch of doyle stuff i put my the doyle logo on my gear um they gave me permission to use a song everywhere sent me a bunch of stuff so it was really cool it was kind of like a dream country because i met the og misfits i met them all in the same year you know what i mean so it's, it's, it's a cool thing you know yeah fuck yeah dude i've only we played we opened for doyle once around here and uh I have told the story before, but fuck it. It's, it's really short and it's pretty awesome. Um, so I, I got to the venue early and I walk in, there's like nobody there, but like Doyle's bands warming up. So he's got the weight bench fucking out in the middle of where the crowd and the pit would be. And he's yeah. just, dude, he's got all, he's making his guys like take turns, taking reps and like pumping iron. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. I see Doyle just lifting. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes them all work out too. And like, yeah, they're not fully sober during during the tour, but he makes them like work out and barely drink and stuff. It was really crazy. It's pretty cool. I was like, I was blown away. And I was trying not to fanboy out, you know, trying to play it cool, like walking away, trying to get pictures of him fucking pumping iron and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it was uh, funny because the first time I met him, I was like, hey man, let's talk about some WCW. He's like, Man, I hate he wrestling. Ha- he hates. told me the same shit, brother. He told me the same shit. So he was. We were. Uh, we were booked to play with him again. Um, and this is, uh, I think, right before Madison Square Garden or something. So you had to cancel. Obviously, you're gonna play the Garden yeah, or some yeah. shit town in yeah. Northwest Indiana, um, dude. And I hit him up. I'm like, hey, man, we have. At the time, we had a studio right two buildings down from where they were playing. I was like, Hey, yeah. I would love to get you fucking on for 15, 20 minutes. And I know he's a hard interview, you know, cause you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't like anything. And I remember him telling me, it was like, uh, yeah, just, just yeah. don't ask any stupid fucking questions and know your shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and I said yeah. the same shit. I was like, you know, talk about WCW. And I actually had talked to his, his stepson. So he was with gorgeous George from WCW. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. 
her son Isaac we had on the show, and uh, another cool cat, man, really cool kid. And uh, I, you know, so I try to throw that at him just to make him seem like, hey, man, I'm not just some fucking Joe Blow. You know, I'm cool. I ain't gonna fucking yeah. blow you and be a fucking weirdo. But yeah. uh, dude, he was like, I fucking hate wrestling. And then I was like, I laughed. I literally put LMFAO, and he's like, oh, maybe I should say, hey, he's like, that's kind of fucked up but I, I don't watch that shit and i'm like yeah 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 like, all right <laughs> so that's funny I, remember, I was like dude I, I remember i was like man i watched the wcw that shit was awesome he's like was it <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right let's talk about something else <laughs> yeah yeah it was funny though was strike funny. one <laughs> he's just funny but he doesn't try to be funny that's like what's funny yeah he's just he's yeah. so stern dude he is the fucking monster man you know he's like yeah. He don't give a shit about anything about unless it's like fucking vegan food and working out, man. Yeah. And hey, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. But you Danzig was pretty cool. You talked to him about I know he's a big fucking wrestling fan. No, he loves wrestling. Like he loves Lucha Under he loves Lucha Underground. Such yeah. that they're not around anymore. But we were just talking awesome. like about random wrestling stuff. And I was like, hey man, if you ever need a werewolf in a movie, I'm your guy. Dude, totally, <laughs> dude. That was like the scent of it, you know. Had a fucking shot, took a couple pictures. The first few pictures were all fucked up, so we took a couple more. I actually got him to laugh a couple times, which was funny, and I got him <laughs> laughing in a few. What'd you do? So tickle him? Cool. Man, I, I I said some dumb shit. He said, "This motherfucker is funny." Like, and that was about it, man. Like, I, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to be blowing either, you know. Like inside, I'm like, "Oh shit, this is nasty." Yeah, dude. Outside, I was just playing it cool because I was just lucky to just be there in the vip area you know what i mean just because i'm a fucking wrestler so it was really oh, cool exactly. it's a, exactly. it a cool moment it's a real cool moment well speaking of danzig and cool moments let's have another cool moment because <laughs> sretton has planned a fucking game centered yeah. around the one and only glenn danzig <laughs> so this is uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is where we uh this is where we lose the audience. My games are always <laughs> fuck my the games audience. are always horseshit. We love so you. I, I based all these questions, I did the research, I did everything, um, not knowing jack shit about Danzig. So this is all surface level stuff, and you guys are deep in the waters of Danzig. Uh not a lot of misfit questions, but they're random, they're ridiculous. You guys might know the right answer, but the right answer on my paper is what stands. So I'll let you guys know. It's easy. Um, uh, oh, and Justin has never won one of these games. Oh, wow. So, so the odds are in your favor, Mr. Mecca. Hopefully there's no years. So I'm screwed. <laughs> no, I don't do years. I don't even know my sister's birthdays. <laughs> you'll know you'll know right off the you'll know after question one uh what the tone is here so all right so who wants to go first you want to go first justin just to set the tone a little bit no man all right all right Mecca, yes, Mecca come on ready? you fucking all right. ungrateful piece of shit you guys already know this but which of the following is glenn danzig's real name oh man, is it uh ricardo montaban is it shame Wentz Whites, is it Thomas John Woodward? Is it Glenn Allen Anzalone? Is it James Newell Osterberg Jr.? Glenn Allen Anzalone? That is correct. That's one point. <laughs> Me and Brad. I think the Ricardo Maltoban, I think that's an actual theater in LA. 
That's the yeah. guy. That's Ricardo Montalban is the dude from uh, Paradise Island or what was it called? Fantasy Island back in the day. The actor. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. believe that that's uh, also a theater in LA. Yeah, downtown LA. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. I got a running joke uh, with shout out to my homie Brad Vanderzee of a uh, Dirty Dead, which you gotta check that shit out. Um, <laughs> I first learned Glenn's real name. He's, I call him like I was like Glenn Calzone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just a stupid inside joke. We always laugh. Yeah. So uh, bonus points if either one of you guys know who James Newell Osterberg Jr. is. I'll give it three seconds because it'll take forever. There's no way you'll guess. Three, two, one. That's Iggy Pop's real name. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow, yeah. I would have I never known God that. God damn it. So one to zero. Wallace, you ready? I feel like a big piece of shit. Which of the following is Glenn... Uh, which of the following towns is Glenn Danzig from? Is it... Uh, that's easy. High Live, New Jersey? These are all New Jersey, so I'm going to just keep going. So is it High Live, New Jersey? Is it Low Die, New Jersey? Is it meet normal and boring New Jersey? Is it Hemorrhoid Falls, New Jersey? Is it <laughs> is it Shitstain Canyon? Shitstain Canyon? Don't count that as my answer. That's not my answer. Is that what you just said? No, no, it's not. Don't you right. fucking do it. What, what is it? You. What's it's the answer? Lodi. That's correct. So the game is tied. <laughs> There's only eight questions left. Don't worry, guys. It's not going to take forever. All right. Uh, Wolf. What do we get if we win? Can we get like uh, a, pride. a record? Yeah, we'll mail you some handsome prick CDs. There you go. Some pink machine CDs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so next question. Danzig's uh, record label that he created back in the day was called Plan 9. But what was it originally called before it was Plan 9? Which of the following was the name of the uh, record label? Was it... Uh, Black Hair Dye Records? Was it Zombie Elvis Records? Was it Back Hair Records? Was it Push Ups Records? Or was it Blank Records? Man, I, blank. I, might have, I might have to go with Blank. That's correct. Man. You were just trying to sneak him the fucking answer. Oh, the audio is terrible. We don't. We can't hear me. Right. Yeah, because I think it was like Plan Nine, then Evil Live. Yeah. Um, and now I believe it's just like Cleopatra does some of his records. And yeah, yeah. I think he, he did something with the I'm not a nerd or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, you guys, he was with Def Jam too. Like, what? yeah, that was yeah, back in the yeah. day, Def American, uh, Rick Rubin. Yeah, all right, I wish he would have been in those video games. They had Rollins in there. I was, <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Wallace, you ready? Yes. Which of the following is not the name of a Danzig album? Not Misfits, but one of the Danzig I albums. I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, ready? Not. Is it Lucifuge, Black Acid Evil, Refrigerated Piss, Enlarged to Show Texture, Super Metal Rainbow, a.k.a. Just the Color, Color Black album, or uh, How the Gods Kill? Which one is not... You There's a name, lot of them that are not. You only you have just, to name one. You can name the other ones if you could remember them for bonus points. Well, I'm going to fuck with you here, and you're, you might try to say I'm wrong, but I'm not here. You said black acid evil, and it's black acid double, black motherfucker. Acid double. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one point? That, that's all you're going to say? No. That one? That's, uh, can you name another one? Yeah, any point? of the other ridiculous ones that you just said. Yeah, I yeah, can't name one. 
Something I remember what you well, said. Well, I rattled off the name of your second fucking album. Enlarge the show texture. All right. That was the first handsome trick album, by the way, you cock smoke. Man, I thought uh, I thought refrigerated piss would be very memorable. <laughs> so, all right, Not dude. Tasty. It's three to two. Justin is winning. Uh, Mr. Mecha Wolf, which of the following is not one of Danzig's nicknames? Glenn Calzone. <laughs> Glenn Calzone, yeah. Is it uh, Evil Elvis, Shithead, Son of a Bitch Glenn, <laughs> That Asshole, or Glenn Baby? Shithead, Son of a Bitch Glenn, Glenn Asshole, and Shit Baby? For sure or not. <laughs> For points. <laughs> All right, dude. Oh, it's, it's six to three. Sorry, I think I just yelled at him. All right, well, which of the following has Glenn Dadzig written songs for? Is Roy it uh, Roy Orbison? Yes. Uh, Nickelback? <laughs> Spice Girls? Johnny Cash? Oh, yes. Or your mother? Sorry, it says it says your mama. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, Roy and Johnny. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, it is five to six. Justin, you are still losing. God. All right, this one. I don't know if this one's easy or not. Which of the following shows was Glenn Dad's again? Uh, was he in Game of Thrones? Was he in Baywatch back in the day? Was he in Hawaii Five-0? Was he in Saturday Night Live? Or was he on Portlandia? He was on Portlandia, for sure. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Billy Bong. <laughs> Cats and Billy Bong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, dude. Justin, you ready? Yeah. These next three, which are the last ones, are kind of, you're not going to catch up because whatever you say is kind of the right answer. So how many times have you dressed with a, into in a misfit-themed or a variation of a misfit-themed uh, costume for a concert or for Halloween? Me? Yes, you. One. All right, that's one point. So it's tied 6-6. Six, six. But, Mecha Wolf, have you ever dressed as a variation? And I mean, your gimmick sort of is, in a way, a variation. So, <laughs> so I'll give you a point just for that. That's why this question is fixed. Yeah, last year I actually won a Doyle. Nice. That's, that's two points. This game is rigged. Yeah, I was so well last year. And I was gonna I was kinda like dancing this year for my birthday. Well, shit, I'll give you a point for that. It's nine to six. Uh, the mesh shirt, the belt buckle, the hair. <laughs> Alright, Wallace. Wait a minute. No, it's uh Mecha Wolf's turn. Alright. What is Doyle? What is Doyle's favorite food to eat and what his his favorite way to eat it? He likes pasta. Um, he likes fucking, man, he likes vegan pasta, but he likes that uh, just a regular tomato sauce, but homemade. Uh, just vegan pasta, I guess. I'll give you a point because you're very confident in your answer, which is <laughs> six. But my stupid answer, my my joke answer was beans. Any kind of beans, ah. straight out of the can. No, I I, I, have, I know he like he likes um, he likes those rice steaks. Um, he likes uh, the the nutter butters and and, and vegan pasta. That's like his jam and bananas. 
<laughs> He's got some killer hot sauce I'm not, too. I'm not. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Dude, even if you were a nerd, I just looked up. Like he was born in like the sixty or 50, late fifties or early sixties. Yeah, he's, he he's turning fifty-six tomorrow. Dude, it's twenty twenty, and he is jacked. So whatever he's ready. doing is the way to do it. Um, Fucking all right, consistent, Wallace for the yep. win. If you could do it, you're down yeah. by three. It is nine to six. Um. <sighs> question is what's your favorite misfit song and if you name more than one song the whole thing you you just have to name one song if you name a second song you get no points that's a fucking loaded question you also have three seconds to answer oh god three Uh, mommy can i go out and kill tonight that's cool you get one point you still lose what the fuck mecca wolf do you have a favorite song or you just like a bunch of them um, I like a bunch of them, but if I was going to have to just pick one, I would say Last Threats is probably like my favorite one. Nice. Well, once again, Justin has lost. The streak is alive. And congratulations, our winner. Yeah! <laughs> I'll send your shit in the mail, goddammit. Thank you for playing. Thank I you mean, I only have like 10 misses, Sethies. You know, I'm not like a man. <laughs> I mean, I was oh, impressed. Actually, impre- really funny. Yeah, I got this from like uh, Madison Square Garden show. Oh no shit! It's like it's like a gift bag that Jerry gave uh, people with like an action figure and stickers and a bunch of other shit. You guys saw you got a bunch of those, right? The reaction figures. I have a ridiculous amount of misses stuff. It's I got a embarrassing. I think. I- I'm missing only two. I'm missing the Earth AD variant and the uh, Die Die My Darling variant. Other than that, I got yeah, them all. I think I'm missing like I'm missing a bunch actually, but I have like three that are signed, so they're worth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have like the Crimson Ghost that came out like almost ten years ago. I had the Bubblehead Crimson Ghost and, and Red, and then I had the two Crimson Ghosts that came out this year. They were like a two pack for like sixty dollars. Um, I have records, just stickers, so man, just a lot of. Uh, hey man, there ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. <laughs> I got the fucking my shower curtains, fucking misfits too. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Yeah, I have the little like paper people. I have that too, man. Damn. I'm just waiting on those reactions. The the dancing reaction figures are coming out soon. So, are you serious? They're doing dancing ones. Yeah, I'm um, actually whoever sees this but it's actually it's already out there but one of the guys from super seven like slipped and told me so really yeah you know, i don't know if they're gonna do sam hayne dancing misfits but they're doing glenn for sure oh no shit that's yeah. fucking awesome yeah, I, I was probably sell out super fast yeah oh you know it man that's the one thing about like misfits fans and just dancing fans in general like all that collectible shit it's it flies off the shelf. Like Dude, records, a record the other day went for like 15 grand or something. Like, oh, yeah. Like the, a of brutality or something like that. Yeah, you know? dude, like original shit like that. It's fucking mm-hmm. insane. I got a, yep. I lucked out. I got a framed copy of a Lucifuge, but it was like a promotional use only. It's the entire album, but, you know, when they, back in the day, they'd send them to record shops or whatever to kind of get yeah. a heads up on it. I got that for like, it was a little over a hundred bucks, but yeah, that's on it's the probably, cheap side. It's probably going for a lot now. If you check yeah, it. I man, you yeah. got me fucking 
Miss Danzig Super 7. I'm typing that shit in right now, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly when it's coming on, but it's coming out for sure. No. Damn. I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. Get, get me fucking hard now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Mecca Wolf, real quick uh, before we end here, um, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can buy your album, and where they can buy merch at. Um, so we have an EP right now. Um, if you guys go on the mechawolf.com, you can find all my merchandise, all my links to social media, anything that has to do with my band is out there. You can also just look up Monster Wolf on whatever streaming service you have, Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube Music, um, Monster Wolf, Lust for Flesh. Look it up and three songs should be out there. Um, we're actually starting. I just got the physical CDs. So I'm going to put those on the webpage soon to start sending those out. But yeah, the mechawolf.com, that's the easiest place to find out anything that has to do with me, all my merch, all my social media, the mechawolf.com. Fuck yeah. And everybody listening, um, he out in the Chicagoland area, like I said, Galley Lucha in October, be looking forward to that. I, I think we're going to have to make a trip up there, Sretton. You're going to have yeah, to- Yeah, I got some Portillo's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, uh, are you- completely cutting alcohol out then uh just right now while i'm prepping i i could have like my occasional like one drink here and there but i'm like trying to like keep it tight you know <laughs> i'm one of those people i, I drink one i can't just drink one i gotta yeah i feel you i think uh we cut an episode one time it was five hours long with one of my buddies and we went through a 30 rack of pbr that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, that's right, brother. <laughs> Mecca Wolf, man, it's been a fucking honor having you on, brother. We're gonna have to do this again sometime, man. And uh especially yeah, getting dude. more towards Halloween, dude. We'll uh we'll come up with something fucking cool. Get you back. Yeah, man, once once I uh once I release that uh Halloween single cover for the Misfits, we're gonna try to do a Halloween one and two back to back and a oh, cover nice. song. We're probably going to record that next week. And uh, hopefully once it's out, I'll let you know so I can send you a copy. So. Oh, fuck yeah, brother. Well, I'm going to have to get your address anyway because I fucking lost in the game again. And uh, so now I got to send you some fucking music and swag. So, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that fucking like and subscribe button. And real quick before i end here because you and your old lady do a youtube channel too right yep yep promote that life shit. with jb yeah life with jb me and my uh, we haven't like put any videos up in a while because we've been doing with, with the move but we do anything from song reaction videos to like workout videos um we're gonna start adding more content there pretty soon now that we finally are done with all the move stuff and uh yeah man check us out life with jb on youtube as well that's right. Hit that fucking like and subscribe. And if you don't, I'm coming after you, motherfucker. Wet him up. Wet him up. Wet him up. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so fucking wet for Mega Wolf. It's insane. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. That's great. <laughs>
like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 